Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL Podcast. This time I bring another member of the Hair Dry Treatment Podcast. This time I bring Luke Campbell back to talk all things Chicago Bears. Hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for another one of our season previews. And as you may have learned from the last podcast, we have got the second member of the Hair Dry Treatment podcast for our Chicago Bears season preview. So I've got with me a returning guest of the podcast. I've got with me Luke Campbell. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since we've spoken, actually, isn't it? So it's, oh, it's yeah. good to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about football. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I can't think we knew. I think you were last on this podcast anyway. I think you were last on, I want to say, just after Super Bowl review and the review of our predictions, but I don't think you've been on since. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been busy. This year's been a bit of a a mental year, actually. So, um, but things are starting to clear up a bit and I'm ready to go. So, I'm looking forward to this. Not so sure about the Bears season. Let's just push that up front there right now. (laughs) Might not be as good, but let's do this anyway. Come on. Well, (laughs) we had a chat before the pod started. You did mention that you may be having an amazing end to the season if you're saving up for tickets to the Super Bowl. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so me and my friend Chris have been. For for many many reasons we we're, we're totally up for going to Super Bowl and we've just decided we're going to go to Phoenix this year um, and or fly into Phoenix it's it's in downtown from there and and just have a bit of atmosphere and if we can pick up a ticket for it then so much the better but we're just going to go and soak up a bit of the atmosphere because we've always wanted to do it and then if we can manage to blag a ticket while we're there then we'll we'll sort of you know we'll we'll do it um, but it's just going to be amazing it's like a total dream to go there. Um, we, we actually had the opportunity to go last year, but just couldn't do it. We couldn't make it work. It was too short notice. Um, with COVID and everything, it was just a bit of a nightmare trying to get across there. Um, so we're determined that this year could be the year, and we're hoping with our connections that we'll get tickets. So we'll just need to wait and see. But uh, yeah, can't, can't wait. And I think it'll be exciting just to be part of the kind of the build-up and the excitement of it all and stuff and going to the events and all that kind of thing. I just think it'll be totally cool. So cannot wait. Don't care who's there. As long as it's not the Packers. <laughs> and even then, it's fine. <laughs> you'd, you'd just give on your team, wouldn't you, if that was the case? You'd just give on the AFC team, if it was the Packers. Oh, if it's the Packers, I'm supporting anyone. I don't care. <laughs> that's that. Pretty much, that's it. Stay, stay away. Yeah. No, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I mean, there's only really one team I hate in the NFL, but that team is no go, got nowhere near any chance of making it to the playoffs, let alone Super Bowl, with their mm. milf-hunting quarterback and the centre. Mm. Um, I don't think they'll be anywhere near <laughs> this year. But, but I think that is I, one I thing. To agree with you. Yeah, I, I think they'll be good in three or four years, but not this season. But I do think that mm. in terms of Super Bowl, I think they do what is so good about it is the fact that they make a week of it. I think the Champions League is mm. starting to take note of this. They are starting to make it 
a bit more like it. But I think Super Bowl for me, nothing beats it in terms of the whole week build up. The many podcasts are out, TV shows, media, the media roving looked absolutely insane, chaos, but wonderful. You know, you got all the fan experience stuff. I think everything I've seen from YouTubers going there and people like mm. Nat's been there, everything you see online is just always look, looks absolute buzz and I think no matter who's playing you see fans of almost like London you see fans of a lot of teams shirts come out anyway you see like you'll see Cardinals jerseys you'll see Colts yeah. Ravens jerseys you see, you see the lot even though it's the only two teams are playing it is almost like a celebration of the sport like London is and um, I think it's going to be a fantastic fantastic experience for yourself and when I Mm. I, I will. I will eventually go. I've got no doubt. I will eventually go to one, whether it's the game or just a pre-match entertainment. Mm. I, I do think that if you're an NFL, I think every NFL fan should at least aim for it at one point in their lives to do it. I mean, I've got a very special trip planned. So it's going to be of similar ilk, but I think to get to Super Bowl would be incredible. And I think that it's stunning that we should all aspire to go to one day if you like the NFL. Totally. Totally, yeah. So, you know, and, and if it is, I mean, I've been a fan for a long, long time. So, it, it, it would just be like amazing to be part of it. So, uh, just just can't wait, actually. So, just and and to be honest, fair play to my wife. I've got the best wife in the world, and as has Chris, because they both said, "Yeah, no problem," straight away without hesitation. So, wow. know, that, that's that's got to be like a pocket of win right there. Yeah, that's good because not everyone mm-hmm. has as a half that. It's quite as accommodating as that. Not everyone. Has mm. that have that must be must be brilliant and I, I, exactly. I exactly. Be good. Um, but something that isn't good has been the Bears off season in my opinion. Uh, oh, in terms yeah. of the ins and outs, I mean the, the main ins are Riley Reef, Trevor Simeon, not sure if that's any good or not, Byron Pringle, the mm. Quimiana, St. Brown, Tiji Sharp. But of course, the main outs is the main concern. You let go of people like Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Graham. David Danny Trevathan, Eddie Goldman to retirement, and Tariq Cohen. But the main two that I think are going to massively haunt your team are the defensive players, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, who have both decided to go elsewhere. Yeah. So, mm. And obviously the draft itself, you took Kyler Gordon, the cornerback, 39th overall, and you took Jaquan Brisker, the safety, 48th overall. As a Bears fan, Luke, what's your thoughts been overall on your team's off-season? Well... <laughs> I was I was a bit disappointed, if I'm honest with you, because I really felt that, and I've said this on a number of occasions, I kind of felt a lot of the problems were things like the the O line. The O line has been a problem for about three years now, and it, you know I don't think any QB could really thrive behind that. It's been very very poor, um, and it's responsible for a whole set of failings. It's not just the fact that you know we can't get yards on the ground, but we. You know, if you're not got protection for your QB, then you're not going to get yards in the air either. And it doesn't matter how good your, your defense is, you're going to really struggle. So I felt like that was really the area that we should have principally tried to address because I felt like um, we could have been active in free agency and got a couple of players. I mean, actually, I quite like the signing of Pringle. I think he, he mm-hmm. could be one of these guys that actually does deliver. But I, I, I just was a bit underwhelmed. I kind of understand where they were going with it and, and I felt like I felt like Paul's kind of picked the best that he could at each stage in the draft but I'm not convinced that it was the right choices for the for the roster overall right now if I'm honest I, I just something doesn't sit right you know what I mean um, but in saying that there's, you know Velas Jones looks like he could be quite good uh, um, you know Braxton Jones could be not bad 
and and could be a bit of a value one, but who knows? It, it's going to be really difficult to know whether these guys are going to work out or not. It, it's going to be really difficult, and you just don't know. You know, looking at our looking at our line just now, I'm a little bit scared. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's been for me one of the worst off seasons I I think of any team. I think that mm. I mean, we'll, we'll mention Jesse Fields in a minute, but you know. We bought this core back for the future, but you haven't really built around them. I mean, your receiver depth right now is Darnell Mooney, Biden Pringle. Actually, someone I forgot to mention, the Kill Harry's come in. So, G yeah. Star, Velas Jones is not for me a good receiving core at all. I mean, Cole Komet's done real nothing. The O line's not great either. And then you obviously had the third least offensive passing yard last season. So, the passing game wasn't good. Um, defense wasn't too bad. I mean, you had the third the third least um, passing yards given away for any team in the NFL mm. uh, in terms of rushing. Mm. According to ESPN, you were sort of sort of near last bottom five, bottom ten. So it's a real mixture. But for me, we'll, we'll mention Justin Fields now. I mean, he didn't have a great rookie year. Obviously, he traded up to get him. He came with a lot of hype. Mm. I mm. loved him at Ohio State. He was brilliant. But he never really... I mean, I think he's been unlucky because he has fallen into a situation where the team, you know, they got rid of a head coach, they, uh, they need to, the general mm. manager got fired as well. So I think it's been a real turbulent um, time for the Bears, both on and off the field in the last in the last year. So I think he's been unlucky in that sense. But do you mm. think he can improve the shit or do you think it's another year of him just struggling or being around a, a poor team? I think he'll definitely progress under better coaching. I, th- I think that uh, uh, Matt Nagy was was pretty much a dead man walking all season. And I, and I really, honestly, I'm not sure he should have been given that extra season. I think he should have been fired. And, and I think that's that led to the GM being fired as well, in all honesty, because because they made that bad call. I, I really felt as if, as if um, Matt Nagy, and, and he didn't build in anything that he'd done before. And he, and he seemed to regress a lot. And I think that really transmitted right through to the team and especially Fields, who showed some flashes of, of, of you know, what he could be and why we why we traded up to get him. And, and by the way, I'm super happy to have him. I do think he's a future. I think he's the guy that you build the team around. I, I really like him. I was really glad. Um, and, and I think that... Um, for me, at least, anyway, I think next year might be the year that we will have a lot more cap space and stuff. And I suspect it'll be a bit of manoeuvring to make a, a, a splash next year to sort of make a real you know, move on things. Whether that happens or not, who knows? The Bears aren't historically high payers, really, in the grand scheme of things. So they may, they may not. We may just end up, you know, being in mediocrity, mediocrity I should say. Um like we have been for a while, but I do think Justin Fields will take a step up. I, I really do. Um, I think that he'll benefit from better coaching. I think he'll probably have a better offensive scheme than the kind of random crap that we had under the last coach. Let's be honest, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was completely random. Nobody knew what the scheme was. Nobody knew whether it was run first or pass first. We just kind of, it was all fake first, pretty much. Mm. Um, you know, and, and and I was a supporter of of of, of Matt Nagy to start with, but not anymore. I mean, honestly, I'm so disappointed. Uh, but nobody knew what the the signature of the team was, and and I think that's crucial for any coach. You have to know exactly what they're all about. You know what their playbook is all about and stuff like that. And you see that from all the top level coaches. You know exactly what they are doing, how they run their games, what they're looking for, what the schemes look like. Um, and I don't think you saw that. I, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. I've got a real open mind. Um, I'm sort of hoping for the best, fearing the worst. You know what I mean? But I, I do think Fields will do fine, actually. I think he'll be better than, than last year by a bit, a good bit. Yeah, it does make you wonder how, looking back on it, I think Matt Nagy won coach of the year in his, in his first season, or well, 2018, when he they did. had the, yeah. the double D word end of the season. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I think he was very great. I think he got the best out of Trubisky, mm. but since then it's just been plummeting further down. It's just been an absolute car crash to last. It really has been. Seasons. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, I think for me, that year, the COVID year, I think that's one of the worst teams I've seen make a playoffs. I think that team mm. or lose to the Saints. That I, I don't know how that team made it. It was I I've, I still have to know to this day. It was one of the worst teams I've seen ever make a playoff. But of course, mm. Matt he has gone and he's been replaced by a new guy in Matt Eberflus, who's more of a defensive-minded coach, which struck me as a bit of a strange one because you know they want to try and update or try and improve Justin Fields. But in terms of his appointment, what are your thoughts, Luke, on that appointment of Matt Eberflus? Well, I think it's really interesting. I mean, I think that, um, it, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm not sure I was necessarily completely jumping for joy when we when we hired them. Um, but, but I do think the head coach is kind of, what I think is interesting about a head coach is it's, it's not always necessarily about him, it's about his supporting cast that he kind of puts together and what he stands for and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think he's... I mean, obviously, he's got a good reputation having come from the Colts as the DC there and, and having done a stellar job in their defence. So you, you've got to think there's a lot of credit there from that side of things. And 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 I can kind of, I, I suppose I can, you know, I can think, well, that might not be a bad thing given how what our, our defence looks like. And maybe someone like that who has that speciality will really help us um, on that side of the, the you know, the, the game. Um, and I think that, the appointment of Luke Getty, I think, is interesting as well. Um, I think it will be interesting to see what he does on that side of things um, and what kind of schemes he comes up with. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any real expectations of this year. In all honesty, I just, I'm just going to totally wing it because I've got no idea, not the first clue how it's going to go. It's either going to go brilliantly or utterly abysmally. And by the time you speak to me in November, I'm about ready to kill myself. So. Um, <laughs> As hopefully somewhere in the middle, somewhere where we're just about competing for the playoffs and we'll be happy, you know. But who knows? I, I don't. I, I fear the worst. I do. Well, this is a perfect segue into our final section of yeah. the podcast, which is our record predictor, which, as you know by now, if you're a regular listener, I'll give Luke the chance to We'll go through every game and I'll give him the chance to guess whether it'll be a win, a loss, or that Ooh, hated tie. Yeah. So, week one is a home game. Soldier Field against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, that's a defeat. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, this is where it's going to be pretty much the same <laughs> just crying like a baby. <laughs> oh, God, big B again. Oh, I can't believe it. Except for the Lions when we cuff them, but that's it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think I'd finish above you in that division. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a chat about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, week two doesn't get much harder than a road trip to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, that has disaster written all over it. That really does. Um, 
I think that's going to be a defeat as well, actually. I really do. I just think that's going to be a... I think we're going 0-2 to start with. Mm. That's two tough games to start. Yeah. I mean, week three, bit easier. Home game against the Houston Texans. I think we'll win that. I think okay. we'll win that. I don't think they're a good team, so I think we'll beat, we'll beat them. Yeah. Okay. Week four, on the road to the New York Giants. I think we win that as well. The way okay. the Giants are. They've added a lot of talent, but... I still think we'll have enough to beat them. Daniel Jones. <laughs> exactly. Enough said. Uh, week five, another road game, this time against the Minnesota Vikings. My heart says win. My head says lose. So I'm going to go lose on the road, I think. Okay. I think so. Um, apologies to listeners I've mentioned this about a million times now but I'm going off to go into loads of different games in America and I'm actually going to that one in Minnesota oh wow good. yeah that'll be cool yeah yeah I mean, that'll I'm be cool I mean the next week is for me an absolute dream of true because I mean I've watched the NFL for years now my favourite stadium has always been Soldier Field so week six mm. I will see him play at home on a Thursday night football game against the Washington Commanders um for, for you, I think for me, I'm so excited because Soldier Field is an absolute iconic mm. stadium. So much history involved in this. I mean, it's a stadium that's been around for years. The Bears are the most storied franchise in terms of history. And I think for me to go mm. to a stadium like this before it gets sadly knocked down, I think eventually uh, will mm. be an absolute dream come true. So for you, Luke, week six, Thursday night football at home to the Commanders. How are you seeing this one? Win. Win. Win for the Bears. So that's a, so currently a 3-3 three, three record going into week seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's optimism for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had a Commanders fan, Chris from NVL, give him 11 wins. So, um, mm, yeah. I think you can't get any more optimistic than that. Uh, week seven is a road game against the New England Patriots. Oh, now that is tough. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is actually tough. I That is... Really too close to call because I think the Patriots overachieved last year. Arguably, I, I don't think there is. I don't think they'll do as well this year. I'm going to go win for us actually, just because I'm optimistic. Hey. Let's do this. Come on. Um, and then <laughs> week eight is the final game I'm going to involve in the Bears, a road game against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, we're going to get beat there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we're going to get beat there. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and then here's an interesting one week nine at home to the Miami Dolphins oh now by that point it will be apparent whether Tua is actually a boom yeah. or a bust and that's the question here now my personal opinion is that I think Tua is going to be a boom I think he's good enough and I think he's got the sporting cast so I think we're going to get beat there because I think the Dolphins are going to be good this year legit good that is a correct answer. I was hoping you'd say that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll win that game as well. But um, yeah, I think two is going to have a much improved year this year. Tyreek Hill is yeah. going to make him so much better. And I think it's going to be exciting. Totally. Um, just a shame we're in the AFC, not the NFC. Um, week mm-hmm. 10 is another home game, this time against the Detroit Lions. That's a win for us. Okay, okay. So that means week 11, you go on the road to the Atlanta Falcons. 
I think we might sneak a win there. The way the Falcons are looking and the roster and stuff like that, I think we might sneak a win there. I'm, I'm actually positive about that one. Um, hey, that probably puts us a nearly at fifty percent, roughly six and five so far. Six and five. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's my hopeful head at that time. I'm sort of thinking, <laughs> oh, we might still do it, and then it'll all fall apart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, get, you get an easy ride again in week twelve. I mean, for me, this is a guaranteed win on the road to the Jets. Yeah, it's a win. Although, I mean, to be fair to the Jets, you never know. They might, they might turn it around. I mean, they've got, you know, they drafted quite well and stuff. So you just never know. They might end up coming good. But I can't imagine that. I think we are going to win that one. I do think so. But yeah. it's, it's got all the makings of a trap game, hasn't it? All the yeah. makings of a trap game, for sure. You know, when yeah. you think you're certain to win it and then they... they you know, double doink one over or something like that. Which, by the way, I was still bitter about. But that's another yeah, story. Still bitter about that. I'm shocked you're not mentioning that word. I'm shocked you're actually mentioning that word. If I'm honest, it's um, it's, it's only because Steve will mention it first, so I might as well get it in first before he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we? Oh, week thirteen is a home game against the Packers. We're going to get beat there as well, aren't we? Yeah, I think. Fortunately. Um, week 14 is a bye week, so week 15 now. This is the hair dry treatment derby. Mm. It's at home. We, we just had Steve on about an hour ago giving his Eagles predictions. So week 15, we're at home to the Eagles. How are you seeing this one? I think the Eagles are going to win this. I don't think it'll be by much, but I think they'll probably beat us, unfortunately, much as I hate to say it. But I do think, I think, I think they've traded well. I just think, I think they're going to do all right. Yeah, I think they'll. Personally, I think they might even win the division. Um, mm. Week 16 doesn't get much harder than a game against Buffalo Bills. That's a defeat as well. That's a lose. Yeah. So that means you've got two games left. The first one is a road game against the Lions. That's a win for us. Okay. Which means your final game is against another one of your division rivals in the Minnesota Vikings. Is that away? That's at uh, yes, isn't it's it? It's at, at Soldier Field. Field. Soldier Field. Mm. I've agonised over this one, right? Because I think this could be pivotal if we're on the absolute verge of the wild card or something. And the bikes, much as I hate them, I still think they'll be pretty decent because I think they've got a pretty decent roster. <sighs> but I'm going to go win for us because I'm going to do this. I'm going to face. Come on. Come on, Bears. Come oh. on. So I wasn't expecting this. You finished with a nine and eight record, which is sort of teetering around the playoff contention spot. Mm. So with that record, do you see them making a playoff with that record? I think I think nine and eight will get you there and thereabouts. In all the honesty. NFC, maybe, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that the NFC is such a kind of open, it's, it's wide open in all honesty. And 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 I think for the first time in a while it really does feel like it's a lot more wide open than it was. And, and especially if Aaron Rodgers goes down with the own IR in week two, which <laughs> I certainly hope happens. Yeah, not in a bad way, but just enough to end his season, you know, not not yeah. too serious, but enough to put him out. And then they have to put, you know, whoever it is they've got as their backup there in, and then they fall apart. That'd be brilliant. Um, but the NFC is, is relatively wide open. I think that... Um, I think you could do it with nine eight. Actually, I think you could you could sneak in. And if they do sneak it, I don't in, know what you think. Now, nah, I think the best personally. I think 
I'm probably I'm probably giving prediction away far too early for our predictions episode, but I yeah. do think potentially next year the Bears could have the first overall pick. We could I, go horribly wrong. Yeah, it could go horribly wrong. Right. Brand new head coach, brand new GM, yeah. you know, patchy recruitment. It's either going to go really well or it's going to go appallingly poorly. But then you think about it, we're we've got a long way to fall compared to the likes of the Texans and mm-hmm. and, and you know other franchises like that yeah. that have got some major, major problems. I mean, the, the Falcons are another one who mm-hmm. actually could be down near the bottom, I think, as well, because yeah. they've they've got a, a proper transition year. And yeah. I don't see them doing anything at all. So you, you, no. you've got two teams there already. The Jags have got a big, big you know, step up to make, whether they can do that or not, who knows? Uh, I personally, I'm not convinced that their big money signings are really going to make a huge difference. Uh, we paid you know, that much money to uh, Kirk, outrageous. That was crazy money for, for you know, yeah. for a guy that isn't really tier one. He's not tier one, no matter what you say. No, no, no. was crazy. Um, and it was desperation, I thought. It was a desperation signing, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, look at so the schedule, actually. Uh, I mean... You've got it's fairly favourable. I mean, you've got hard teams like the Packers twice. You've got to play mm, the mm. Vikings, who no one knows. They're quite an unknown entity. And you've got to play the Buffalo Bills and the Eagles. Then you've got the Jet, the Jets and the Giants. You've got to play the Detroit Lions and the Falcons. Washington, they could be that could be a w- easy win. The Cowboys have lost people. It's I think that 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 schedule will be the reason, maybe the reason why you don't get the one of the worst records in the league. But I I don't know. I think that. Fields hasn't tried anything yet. He's not got good O-line. Yeah. He's got no real, real weapons around him. I mean, the defence has lost his two main guys. The only real guy you've got is Eddie Jackson, really, in that defence now. I, I, I just think that, you know, they might... I think they'll be... I, I think that offence is one... Might be the worst in the league, but... Um, obviously, Montgomery's there, and he's your only real offensive weapon that is... Mm. That would be sort of... Is actually on the verge of being elite, if not elite. But um, I, I think that. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I think next year we find all the year. I think this year might just be a real sort of either a tanking season or just a real transitioning season. For me personally, I don't think the Bears will do anything. I, I can't see them getting anything more than five wins in my in my eyes. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's certainly interesting. Um, I think the conventional wisdom would tend to side with you. Obviously, as a Bears fan, I have to be more yeah. kind of optimistic. Um, what, what I do think is interesting is I think that relatively, the NFC North used to be like one of the strongest divisions, and I don't think it is anymore. I mean, if you look at the Packers, you know, really, uh, I I don't think they've got the depth at wide receiver that they had before. And, and I, you know, I, I really do wonder if they get like one or two key injuries, if they might have a big problem there. Um, and it might be that Aaron Rodgers eventually actually realises he's going a season too far. Mm. And, and, I, I mean, it could easily go downhill quickly for them. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, no, I think tough, he's got, tough call. I think he's got years left in him. I think he's like, great. I think he'll go for at least four years, but I've got, any I think so. they're going to pack as my struggle. I'm going to give you five words that will ease any fears Packers fans. Mid-season, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. I think he proved mm. I mentioned that with Steve in the last podcast, but he proved he only got paid $1.25 million. So he's happy to get paid low deal for one year contract. He mm. was, I think, for me, the Rams having that extra guy to throw to, not just relying it on yeah. 
Um, and Woods, I think for me, he was one of the reasons why they, I think they won it. I think if he hadn't got into Nassau Bowl, I think they'd be, they'd have won it by a lot more. I think it would have been, mm. if he was playing the whole game against Bengals, I think that would have been a very one-sided affair. I think his injury was the only reason why that game was kept close. I think otherwise, when he got injured, they were, I want to say they were 17-10 up, 17-7 up or something like that in the Super Bowl before his injury. So I think if he carried on playing, they would have absolutely walked that game. And and that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it's um, I, just, I think it's really, really interesting. The whole thing. I, the thing about the Packers is I'm not... I think they should have paid. I think they should have paid Devante Adams, no matter what. But they were in cap hell, right? So they couldn't do it. I think they I think they actually I, same as the Raiders. I think Raiders offered the same amount. But I think he wanted to play with his boyhood team and play with his former quarterback. I I think they did. They're saying they actually, actually offered him same amount as the Packers did, but in the but end... He, he obviously wasn't that interested. But, you know, this is the thing about the Packers, right? So the problem they had was that if Aaron Rodgers, if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, they could have moved on from, you know, taking a hit and, and got someone else in. But because it's him, they can't. And, and they'll face that problem in a few years' time when he's too old and he's not good enough. And they're going to have to take a big cap hit at some point, because I can't remember what his deal is, but it's um, you know he's he's going to be there for a bit. He might just decide to chuck it. I think he's more likely to chuck it than then move on from him. In all honesty, yeah. Although well, no one thought Brett. As a Packers yeah. fan, I'd be concerned a little bit that they don't have the depth. So that's the only thing. Well, we had three Packers fans on um, on Friday: Ash, Adam, and Abby, and they had mm-hmm. a combined record. I think it was fourteen wins they gave their team, and they two both two of them said going all the way. So I think. That's the beauty of this podcast. We've got some. I mean, I think the Packers will be them, the Bucks, or the Rams winning the NFC. I think if it's if it's not one of them three, I'll be very shocked personally. I think they're miles ahead of everyone else, particularly the Rams and the Bucks, just miles ahead of everyone else in that conference. But um, I guess we'll see. Obviously, what you, happens. You think they're miles ahead of the Rams? Do you really think they're no, that far ahead of the Rams? The Rams and the Bucks and the Packers are miles ahead of the rest of the conference. I oh, think. right. Sorry, I thought I misheard that. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. those teams to me are just light years ahead yeah. of everyone else. And yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. I think personally, the eighth best team in the AFC is better than the fourth best team in the NFC. Personally, mm. I, at the moment, yeah, for sure. I think the AFC suddenly turned into the biggest arms race, and uh, and you know, especially the AFC West has turned into the biggest arms race in the history of the world, pretty much. So, but of course, yeah, we will have yourself and Steve on for our predictions episode, mm. which will be roughly the end of August start of September before that Bills Rams game will get it released and we'll um look forward to talking about that then and seeing what you have with oh. your predictions coming up. So we'll look forward to having you on then. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Thank you very much for having me on Andy. It's been Good a pleasure to catch up with you. It's been brilliant. Uh, Thank likewise you. obviously we'll have I'm sure I'll be speaking to you next week when we go for our hair dry treatment podcast. Absolutely predictions one so do check that out guys if you're football fans or soccer fans, if you're American, do check out our Hair Dry Treatment podcast, which has all things football chat with myself, Luke, Steve and host Kieran. But that has been our Chicago Bears season preview for the upcoming season. So, yeah, thank you again, Luke, for coming on. No problem. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. And we'll see you guys for our next season preview.